0: We couldn't get enough of rock operas during Junesicle Theater Month, so we decided to continue covering
1: them this month in
0: Junesicle Theater July.
1: That's right, and this is now the sixth rock opera we've covered in as many weeks, and our brains are pudding. So, (laughs) buckle up, everybody, for the Who's Seminal Quadrophenia. How? Stop! hi <laughs>
0: how 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 long are we going to do high you know
1: i think i think we're in on high
0: yeah high is there forever
1: uh welcome to the podcast everybody this is how star wars is it
0: this is how star wars is it this is the only podcast and we rate and review well sorry no it can be There's, the only one this it's the only <laughs> one this week yeah this week it's the only one uh <laughs> we rate and review things <laughs> yeah you know what i'm tired of i'm tired of <laughs> qualifying that it's the only one again we've come back around but so we are we rate review things on a scale of one to ten not if i good or bad they are but if i star wars they are
1: yes that's right so imagine everything star wars okay uh phantom menace yep new hope the phantom menace or a phantom menace either okay um the Terrace Cossie fighting video game for the PlayStation oh, 1. Oh, a good Any of those pull. and all nice. of those boiled down into a chili, a gross gray sludge of a perfect Star Wars mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a 10 out of 10 and we're rating things against that 10 out of 10, ostensibly. I mean, right. we don't really do the show anymore, but... um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we do whatever we want.
1: Uh, But we are really deep in the throes of rock operas. This month in particular, covering what I first knew of. The phrase rock opera, to me, when I first heard it, meant a, you know, essentially concept album that loosely tells a story. And that's really what we focused on this month. Last month, we did like musical theater stuff. This month is a bit more of rock opera in this yeah. sort of rock band tradition. And right. we're talking about not Tommy, but no. the who's other big one, Quadrophenia.
0: Now, we might cover Tommy soon.
1: That's right. It is uh, a, a production of it is happening here in Chicago. And yes. I'm going to go see it. And maybe Josiah will. And if he doesn't, there is a movie and an album. And we may still cover it. <laughs>
0: we may still cover it. So so look out for that. But we decided to do Quadrophenia first because... Uh, Leor suggested it. Yes, that's right. Hi, Leor. Hi, Leor.
1: Um, I
0: uh, hope, hope you're listening to this one because we did and, it for you. We did it for you, Leor. Yeah.
1: Um, and so it did come after Tommy. Right. We should also say, speaking of after. This episode is also coming after, as in only minutes after, we recorded last week's episode on Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yes. So our our minds are this, like, river of meandering music. Yes. (laughs) You guys, these rock opera albums are just, like... (laughs) oh my god
0: okay (laughs) there's we said it for the wall and i'll say it for this there's nothing to hold on to. no it's just like and this one is very oceanic
1: yes that's right
0: and it's like there's like the talks about the sea and it talks about the ocean and stuff like that yes and like this one feels that way in general yeah and it's just like it's almost like the thing itself is becoming the thing it's describing because it's just like this huge <laughs> yeah. expanse where you're just like, is there any land? Is there any land? Yeah. And no, yeah. there's not. It's just a lot. Um. So, so last week we did The Wall, the movie of The Wall.
1: Yes, and there is a movie called Quadrophenia based right. on this album and in fact the music is featured but it's not a, not a like, rock opera musical in the way no. that Tommy is. I wonder if it's kind of a mix between the wall and Tommy like if, it seems if it, like it
0: because I was when I was reading about it it says it uses the music in the background right. but it's not like no one's singing it and it's not like the in the forefront
1: but like by and large that's how the wall is
0: that's true that's <laughs> true but, so, we're going to compare this to The Wall a lot because we j- we did them both back to back. Yeah. Which is funny but,
1: because, like, I would think the immediate comparison for this would be its predecessor by the same band, Tommy. Right, Tommy. Right, 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 right. We're doing that later. Um, but I've never, but I've never really seen like, Tommy. We have real journalistic integrity.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're not. We're, <laughs> we're comparing this to a, a, a record that came out in a movie that came out 10 years later. Right. And. We are also comparing it to Star Wars. <laughs> and we're also comparing it to Star Wars. That's right, I forgot about that. This isn't how The Wall is it. Right. Hit hey, twit. Twi, hey, twi,
1: hey. hey, twi. This um, is
0: how Star Wars is
1: it. So similar to The Wall though, since that is fresh on our minds, this this album kinda tells a story.
0: It kinda tells a story. And it's
1: basically about like the band. <laughs> Yeah, it is. (laughs) Like, like the main character was, like, a fan of The Who. Yeah. And it's based around um, Pete Townsend's, like, life growing up in the mod world. The mod scene, Which I only became aware of recently thanks to The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, really? Not to immediately make this be about our show, but I was waiting to jump on that. I know you didn't watch that, but did you ever see any of the clips of the, like, super low-speed chase sequences with the, like, bright-colored scooters that everybody kind of shit on. No. So there were these, like, punk kids, and they rode these, like, hot-rod-looking, like, space Vespas that only went, like, 10 miles an hour. Hilarious. and And uh, that's because it was a riff on the mod culture. Wow. Of both the 50s and the 70s I think cuz there was sort of a revival of it but um yeah re- mod revival in the late 70s so um they'd wear these like kind of like straight-laced looking clothes but they were kind of punks right and they cool. would ride these like vespa scooter kind of things and they'd be tricked out m- modified i imagine has something to do with the um etymology i might be wrong right? About, but
0: um i think it comes from it comes
1: from modernist ah okay great
0: but um, I wonder if, I wonder if modding your scooters and, or like, you know, like. I would know, think like, that's
1: just modify, but.
0: Right, but does it come from, but maybe it came from, maybe come from mod subculture, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Could, could be both. Who knows?
1: Um, yes, from the word modernist. Kind of an interesting little deep dive. Yeah, totally. Like. I, I I would have, uh, you know, like, before recently when I learned about this subculture, I would have heard of, like, Mod and Thought, like, the outfits they wear in the interstitial dance scenes during Austin Powers. Right, totally. Like, the Mod Squad. Yes. But there's, like, this kind of British working class fight, fist fights on the beach kind of um, thing, too. You know, totally. this this... Album mentions the beach a lot and talks about the sea. Yeah. The beach and the culture around it in England is just like completely. I I can't I can't grasp it because and like I, I picture the beach and I picture like sandcastles and bikinis. and it's like no right right in england everything's in black and white
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all gray yeah and it's rainy all the time yeah and you don't go to the beach for fun you go to the beach to be sad
1: yeah right
0: (laughs) you're so right it's like the opposite of the beach here yeah like it the second half of quadrophenia takes place on and around brighton beach which is what it says right here on the on the wikipedia and so like there the entire like there's entire sections of this album that are like and the plot of this album that are taking place just on the beach, but like it's it's not like the beach boys, no, I'll tell you that, I'll tell you that
1: much yeah yeah it's 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 interesting, sure, kind of it it's it's the same, it's kind of the wall, like
0: yeah, it's kind of the wall,
1: the guy you know it's it's like about a white guy. And the yeah. band is this omniscient voice. Yeah, there there are some characters that happen at some point. Like at one point, someone like uses kind of like an accent.
0: He's the bell boy.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen enough though that like that's like a consistent choice, really. Right. I'm pulling up, and also like I, I listened to this whole thing,
0: thing today. I listened to this whole thing today, and um, I like had to once again read the plot synopsis to understand what was happening. Yeah, because it just doesn't as someone who I do, I know that you've mentioned before when we cover albums that you don't really hear lyrics. Right. So like, how did you grab onto anything here?
1: That's, that is also kind of why, um, when I saw that thing, say black parade, was at rock opera that it kind of caught me off guard? Cause I was like, it couldn't be because each song sounds distinct to me. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Right. like, if if you were to change the language of every song on an album to sim gibberish, yes. and I still enjoy it, you'd be hard pressed to convince me that that was a rock opera.
0: Totally, and, totally. And
1: this, like, I will say what how how I was able to grab onto it. I kind of wasn't. Yeah. Every so often a song from The Who's greatest hits, a double album I grew up listening to in my dad's car, every so often mm. one of those songs would play and my attention would snap back to the music, but otherwise I was listening to the sounds of the sea while I was working on a <laughs> something for <Totally>. work.
0: <laughs> it's interesting because like truly the first time I like this is the first time I've intentionally sat down and listened to both Pink Floyd and The Who. Uh-huh. Cuz I am a terrible like music like I'm a terrible music fan and I just don't listen to older music very yeah, often Yeah, and so man I, then we
1: have to do Dark Side of the Moon because like I, we should it is an enjoyable record
0: <laughs> like I know I that we should do that because I would love to listen to that but I just don't listen to older music that often and I think that like something that I said about the wall kind of applies to this one too, where it's like old stuff is boring. Yeah. Not to say that the who is boring because they've got, obviously they have great songs. They've got hits like for days, but like this album was hard to grasp. Yeah. And I think that I would need like maybe three more listens at least to finally figure out what's going on in it. Yeah.
1: I, I think but, part um, of that is even if you read the synopsis, the like, Britishness of it all is kind of hard to grasp
0: yeah because it's like it is very like it's talking about this this subculture that is entirely like foreign to us right it's talking about places that are foreign to us yeah it's talking about like just everything about it is like yep this is very British yeah yeah now they're even a fan of a British band the who which I mean obviously the who was global but like it's still, it's like it's so also so meta to have the main character be a it, guy who is a fan of the like band. It's
1: weird enough to name your main character if your band is called Pink Floyd, you name your character Pink, but it's like another thing altogether where the character in your new album, which is yeah. already a weird clause to begin this sentence with,
0: yes, a character so in
1: your new album is a fan of yours.
0: <laughs> yeah, very weird. That's it's weird. Like Grant- it's like Grant Morrison riding himself into all their comic books.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, and then Animal Man's going to meet
1: God, and God is me. And it's like, yeah. what? What's happening in here? Um, But here's here's my one big, like, it's not how Star Wars is it, it's not how The Wall is it, and it's not how Tommy is it. And I think we might need to commit to this as an episode at the end of this month. This album is... The Ricky Gervais office to Green Day's American Idiot American (laughs) office. This is just American Idiot. Or rather, American Idiot is just Quadrophenia. Wow, that's so true. Like, it has other stuff in it. You're so
0: right. This is the British version of it. It
1: has, you know, it has a little bit of, like, Jesus Christ Superstar to a degree. And it has a little bit of the wall in it. But, like, American Idiot, like, if it cribbed from all rock operas, it took the most from this.
0: Yeah, with it's the, like, like
1: a working class guy who likes to fight yeah. and scrap and then like f- like his friends end up getting like office jobs. Yes. At one point he let me see what what was it? He he like says like I want to drown in the sea or drown in cold water or something like he's like suicidal to some degree yeah. presumably at one point. That is a whole like bit of American idiot. Again, the album, I'm not talking about the right. the musical adaptation, but like it's it's this.
0: You're so right, and this is coming from someone who doesn't know American Idiot that well, but like has listened to it before. I can totally see that. Like the the it is a parallel, like it's a mirror image. If the mirror is Britain and United States, yeah, right, and also the 70s versus the
1: 80s, right. In fact, or the, I guess the 60s. The like main character's name is Jimmy, and that's one yeah. of the like two names in American Idiot.
0: Right, Jesus totally.
1: of Suburbia is the main character, and he meets this like rough and tumble, living life by the seat of his pants, Tyler Durden kind of guy named Saint yeah. Jimmy. And then you find out that Jesus of Suburbia is Saint Jimmy, and it's right. like, oh, so it's Quadrophenia and Fight Club, and that's all. That yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, literally,
0: like they they created Quadrophenia I was re- I was reading about this album, and like the the whole Quadrophenia is is relating or is um, referring to schizophrenia but with four personalities instead of like that's the quad. That makes sense. And so the the four personalities are like the four I think the four members of the band basically. <laughs> and and uh they each have like themes that come up throughout the entire album. Got it. Um which I don't know what those themes are. I I do
1: like that in this one it uh, kind of happens in the wall but i think it happens more in this um you hear some of the same figures over and over like a light motif as it were Yeah, totally um there's the why should i care which is in a couple of different songs and then there's the um well first of all the first song that's just like ocean sounds and then like clips of yes. songs you're about to hear which is kind of like the temp track poor man's version of a proper overture.
0: Yeah, totally. But
1: then, there's the song a couple songs later, Quadrophenia, which is basically just musical theme exploration. Right. I, I wrote down, We we talked beforehand, like, maybe have a couple songs that you did like because these are, like, kind of hard to talk about super positively. Right, um, right, right. And, like, other than, like, the big pop hits, I did write down, like, Quadrophenia kind of rips because it's just, like, instrumental. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Quadrophenia was cool. The I honestly liked all the instrument. There's a couple instrumental tracks on here. Yeah. And I liked the instrumentals. I was, like, like the, the rock that happens on the end of the album. That was the right other one I wrote track. down. Yeah, very cool. The instrumental which, tracks are very cool. The
1: other thing I wrote down, which we're just gonna ha- we have to do a full episode at some point, um, "Extraordinary Girl" on American Idiot basically has the exact same guitar sound as the guitar used in The Rock. Like mm. the the sure. not only like the timbre sound, but like the the melody is very similar.
0: <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to do an episode on American Idiot for sure. Maybe we'll finish out our July cycle or June Sickle Theater July with Yeah.
1: It. So i I'll just I'll just like read this really quick because it's only like two paragraphs. Um the do, 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 do. So the screen. There we go. Uh the narrative centers on a young working class mod named Jimmy. He likes drugs, beach fights, and romance beach and becomes fights. a fan of the Who after a concert in Brighton, but is disillusioned by his parents' attitude towards him. Dead end jobs and an unsuccessful trip to see a psychiatrist. He clashes with his parents over his usage of amphetamines and has difficulty finding regular work and doubts his own self worth, quitting his job as a dustman after only two days. Again, this is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what's a dustman, Great Britain? Are you okay over there? Um, Though he is happy to be one of the mods, he struggles to keep up with his peers and his girlfriend leaves him for his best friend. After destroying his scooter and contemplating suicide, he decides to take a train to Brighton where he had enjoyed earlier experiences um, with fellow mods. However, he discovers the ace face who led the gang now has a mental... Oh, excuse me, has a menial job as a bellboy in a hotel. He feels everything in his life has rejected him, steals a boat, and uses it to sail out to a rock overlooking the sea. On the rock and stuck in the rain, he contemplates his life. The ending is left ambiguous as to what happens to Jimmy. Like, how was I supposed to get that? (laughs) Yeah, truly. I'm
0: like, I did not know any of that happened.
1: Oh, my Lord. I knew
0: that the ocean was involved.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I knew someone was a bellboy.
0: Yeah, bellboy, bellboy. Yeah, I knew someone was a bellboy. I knew the ocean was involved. I knew there was a guy named Jimmy, I think.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But I didn't know any of that happened. Which, yeah. like, the original, it says here, uh, came with recording notes that explained the basic story and plot. That, so like, that makes yeah, sense. You'd have to. Yeah. Although then I was reading about whenever they performed it it was really difficult because they felt like they had to explain everything to the audience
1: almost like a um like a a staged reading of a musical yeah and all right so right now like a number of scenes happen but the next song is really when the couple gets into a big fight about their kid going to college
0: (laughs) yeah and i'm like how awkward would that be to be watching the who yeah one of the biggest bands in the world and then they're like okay so now he's part of the mods, right? Yeah. So they, but he's sad because- What are
1: those? <laughs> what are, we're American. Okay, well mods, they ride scooters. You know, motorcycles, they're like worse. They're this like little baby scooters. This isn't good. No, no, this no, wait. Sucks. They all go to the beach. What? To fight. What? 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 To fight.
0: <laughs> they have beach fights. That's not a thing. <laughs> No, 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 he enjoys beach fights. Stop saying beach
1: fights like it's a thing! Anyway, they take the 515 to Brighton. We don't know trains! (laughs) What's Brighton? (laughs) I'm American! I don't understand any of this!
0: Please, somebody help me! Why am I here?
1: Why don't you just say over instead of or?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And quit calling it the
1: lift! (laughs)
0: oh my god
1: yeah so that um the idea of releasing a like essentially it's if if you kind of turn it on its head yeah it'd be cool to discover there's a soundtrack to a musical that you've never heard of yeah and true you can't see the musical and you can't even read it you only have the soundtrack that's kind of interesting and then you find out the writer wrote down a bunch of notes of what that story is, that'd be a cool thing to discover. So if this were the, you know, late 70s or early. When did this come out? No, early 70s. Yeah. You get this album, especially Hot Off of Tommy, because you loved that, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it has like a script you read while you're listening. That's like sort of cool and novel. Yeah, I like that. And, and, MCR did that with Danger Days after Black Parade. They may have even done some kind of written narrative for Black Parade too, but like the follow-up album Danger Days and the Something Something Killjoys, um, Mm -hmm. they wrote this like whole like post-apocalyptic alternate future story that's got like sci-fi flashy colors and uh, characters and like a, a shadowy organization, government, whatever. Um and the specificity of that is used in the lyrics, I think to its detriment. <laughs> sure, because it's sure, like, sure, sure, like oh, okay, I this does feel like I'm listening to the soundtrack of a like a musical and I don't know what the musical's about. But they released because that's when Gerard Way started getting all like dorky comic-y, they Comic-book-y, released a bunch of yeah. comic books that told the story. Right. Um Not with the album, though. Whereas this album came with the story, which I think is kind of cool.
0: It is kind of cool. Apparently, though, this is, like, another one where, like, kind of Jesus Christ Superstar-y where we talked about how, like, the wall as as a movie is, like, not the best version of the wall. Uh And that the best version of the wall is probably seeing it live when they're building a wall on stage in front of you. Apparently, the tour of Quadrophenia, the original tour of Quadrophenia, was, like, terrible right because they they had a really hard time doing it because they were like we're going to use these backing tracks because uh we should only have the four core members playing yes and they just couldn't figure out how to play with backing tracks and it like was terrible and they got in fights and uh, the drummer passed out because he took tranquilizers and stuff like that yeah um just terrible and then apparently when they did it in the 90s as a live concert it was great
1: yeah, so funny. And that
0: it, and that it was great in the 2010s when they did it again. So it's apparently like like once you've got it's sort of Jesus Christ Superstar when you've got the ideal circumstances as a stadium rock and roll show yeah. with a full band not j- and and like a cast performing as the uh different characters. Right. And you've got enough you have a horn section, you have a vocal section, you've got like multiple keyboardists, percussionists. You've got, like, a brass section. I can't remember if I already said that. Um, That's the way to see this right. album, is to see it performed live with a full band. Yeah. Which, not just you know, four people in backing tracks.
1: Here's kind of a crazy thing to kind of go go in a, a weird direction for our podcast, but it's reminding me a little of Star Wars. Oh, do tell. <laughs> because Lucas, when he released the special editions, was like, this is always what I wanted Star Wars to look like, but right. we were making stuff out of junk and computers hadn't been invented, basically. Like, the right. um, the Death Star attack plans that you see, the, like, 3D wireframe of the sphere was, like, the most a computer was capable of generating at the time. Right. And so Lucas has always really stood by the special editions, despite the fact that they're silly and and dumb and they take away from the magic. Like, it, it, which is funny, because Quadrophenia got better when technology and personnel got got better. Yeah, Star Wars didn't, but Lucas thought it did. Right. And, you know, he says, like, you know, so-and-so was always supposed to look like this, or this vehicle was always supposed to be in the, Moss Isley spaceport whatever like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because once he had time to think about it and go back to the drawing board because people were still interested like what a privileged position to be in like a thing I made 20 years ago people are still pretty interested in what if I did it again now yeah like that's kind of that would
0: be cool that would be cool yeah I can't imagine like being the who and being like we made this album in the in the early '70s. It is now the late '90s, yeah, or the 2010s. Either one, uh, to be like, let's do it again right now. We are 70 years old, yeah, and we're gonna fucking do this rock opera that we wrote in the early '70s. Crazy.
1: You know the other thing to go back to last week for a second, and and it's for a point I want to make about this album. Another thing that like hurts the wall, I think, is that it's mostly written by just waters, right. And the songs that are like co-written by David Gilmore, I think are good. <laughs>
0: um Ooh. and there's
1: only like two or three comfortably numb being one of them. And this is singularly Pete Townsend's uh writing voice, right and similar to Pink Floyd the front man, the person who like tends to do the lion's share of the singing is not the writer. Right. It's sort of the fallout boy story. (laughs) Right. Um, And I think that Roger Daltrey's voice is just great. Mm -hmm. And like when Pete Townsend sings, it's like, it's too bad that your partner has such a like excellent rock and roll voice because yeah. yours is just kind of nothing like normal, regular
0: yeah. comparatively speaking, but his writing
1: voice is, I think interesting.
0: Definitely interesting. But yeah, when you have the iconic rock and roll voice of the who, yeah, uh, it is weird whenever Townsend comes up. Cause you're like, wait, that's not the right sound. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like the, uh, the, the right like band, you know?
1: Yeah. And, Naturally, the songs I wrote down as my favorite, other than the instrumental ones, were The Real Me, 515, and Love Rain Over Me, which were like was the say, three singles. I
0: was say mine were the two, like 515 and Love Rain Over Me, yeah, which is two of the Because they're
1: like rock and roll songs. Right, and you can grasp onto them. Yeah. They,
0: they have like, there's something to hold on to, And
1: there. they rip!
0: They really do rip. They like, are really good. I,
1: I can't believe it. some some of the music on this one, it wasn't like the more like concrete, like pop melody song. Like you, you hear it on like classic rock radio I, at moments. I was like, is this the album that won't get fooled again is on. And then when it never came up, I was kind of like, that's weird. Cause this whole album sounds like that song. <laughs> right, like, totally. They have a really kind of distinct sound and it's like well fleshed out at this point. They were playing in like the sixties when the Beatles were yeah. and like this is like seventies and the the uh Keith Moon's drumming sounds like like truly I was kind of surprised that Won't Get Fooled Again wasn't on this record because it mm-hmm. like it, it just sounds just like half of the instrumental like the the drum fills tend to be consistent, and mm-hmm. um, some of the some of the just like the guitar technique, like it's it's less like melodies and more just like oh they're using the same pedals and they have like strum patterns they all go to.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so funny because apparently, like Keith Moon, that like I was re- once on the wiki Townsend considers Quadrophenia to be the last great album of the Who recorded. In 2011, he said the group never recorded anything that was so ambitious or audacious again and implied that it was the last album to feature good playing by Keith Moon.
1: Jesus Christ. I know. I'm like, why are they,
0: why are they so mean to Keith Moon? What was, like, why was, and what was it about this album versus the rest of the albums they recorded where they were like, yeah, Keith Moon really sucked
1: after
0: <laughs> that one. He was so good at first in, in Quadrophenia, and then he got really bad after that. Yeah. So strange.
1: Here's a funny little factoid. You know Fish, the band? Yeah. They did you read that little bit? No, I don't think so. They um they'll often do um musical costumes at Halloween. Oh yeah, And like yeah, yeah, play yeah. as another band. And they at Rosemont, Illinois, out by O'Hare, mm-hmm. played Quadrophenia in its entirety. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah
0: that'd be super fun to do as a band just to be, to just become a cover band for a second.
1: Yeah. I think that that, jukebox, the ghost does it every year at Halloween. They do Halloween queen.
0: Oh, that's cool. And we went and saw
1: them. My, that show, I love jukebox, the Ghost's first album. And I really like their second one. And then they got poppier and I was less and less interested in poppy, like Mm -hmm. at the exact same time as you know, like it diverged, like they went one way, I went the other, but, um, we went and saw Halloween a couple years ago. My favorite set was Jukebox the Ghost as Queen. My second favorite set was the act before them, which was some other band. I can't remember their name. As David Bowie.
0: Oh, cool. And then
1: my least favorite set was Jukebox the Ghost as Jukebox the Ghost. <laughs> they like open for themselves. It's like a Jukebox set and then like the Halloween sets. And of course, they played one or two of the songs of theirs that I love. But, um, the other ones were like I have never heard of them I'll have to look that up well should we run to the break and come back and play a game yeah let's
0: do that it's about that time
1: woohoo Yay! Hi, Jay. Hey, Caitlin. We're the co-hosts of a little podcast called Gimme That D. Did that get your attention? It's a Disney Channel original movie breakdown podcast. We are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the Disney Channel from 96 to 06, the golden age of cinema. A We are two F-list comedians with a lot of A-list comedian friends, and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films. So we're talking aloof parents. Inexplicable plots. Full cuts responsible
0: for sexual awakenings the world over.
1: And we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions Questions like, what the fuck is this?
0: And could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script?
1: Uh, but we love them.
0: Oh, God, yes.
1: So listen to us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: To stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is, follow us on Instagram at GMTDPod. Yeah, but for real, do it. And we're... Bellboys! <laughs> Bellboys! All right. This game is called... The Wall? Or Quadrophenia? Oh, <laughs> So we're going to see how much Mike has been paying attention because I was like listening to these back to back and I couldn't separate them from each other in my mind. So I'm just going to read track names and you're going to tell me if they came from the wall or from Quadrophenia. Got it. So don't.
1: Yeah, I'll close the (laughs) at them. Okay. Also, I I feel like I need to say, I think I like this album. I do too. I think I like it a lot more than the wall because it doesn't tell me I have to feel bad the whole time.
0: Yeah, I had that thought. I want to listen. To, I want to listen to the Wall just by itself without watching the movie. Yeah. Because I had the thought today while listening to the Quadrophenia where I was like, I think I like the Who more than Pink Floyd. Yeah. Just based off of these two albums. Right. Right. But I don't know for sure because I haven't listened to the Wall just by itself.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, we're gonna just do a smattering of these. This might take like two seconds, or it could take a little longer. So <laughs> we'll see. Hold on. Hold on.
1: I hope there's tricks.
0: Oh, there might be tricks. <laughs>
1: All right, In the Flesh. That is The Wall twice.
0: You are correct. <laughs> it is twice.
1: All right. Did you know, I- we failed to mention this last week, but the album begins with the same little, like, whistly melody that it ends with. This is The Wall. Um, oh, right. And the first words of the album you hear just sort of spoken way deep in the mix are, where we came in and then the whole album plays and at the very end that same melody starts again and at the very end it cuts off at i think this is
0: and oh, so like if it were
1: to cycle it would be like i think this is where we came in
0: that's fun and, i love that
1: you know it's a cyclical problem isolation yeah. becoming a hitler
0: it's true <laughs> going it's to true. school <laughs> going to school when your mom getting is a me face <laughs> When you're a uh, peeping Tom and then your mom thinks you're sick or something. I don't know. It's so confusing. Okay. All right. What about I Am the Sea?
1: That is quadrophenia.
0: You're right. Correct. Obviously, because it's all about the ocean
1: and beach fights.
0: And beach fights. Beach, what
1: fights. About- <laughs> beach
0: fights. What about um, let's do- the dirty jobs?
1: I think that's also quadraphenia. You're correct it is Quadrophenia What about Man this would have been really hard If I hadn't spent time Listening to the albums and like looking at the track Listings <laughs> I know
0: I was thinking about that I was like I wonder how good Mike is going to be at this game and then, Like you've <laughs> spent a lot of time Cause uh, like that
1: could very well be In any Like every third song In the wall could have been called the dirty Jobs
0: <laughs> right totally Alright what about number 41
1: That's not ringing a bell for either, but it rings less of a bell for the wall, so I'm going to guess Quadrophenia.
0: Uh, Wrong. That's from Dave Matthews Band's (laughs) album Crash. (laughs) Wow. Obviously, Mike. Okay. Okay. You a Dave guy? Oh, I used to be a Uh Dave guy. (laughs) (laughs) oh All right. All right. What about um, the happiest days of our lives?
1: Oh fuck. That could also be either. Mm-hmm. Um Is it the wall?
0: It is the wall. Very nice. Is it You're early really or
1: do, do you just have the names written down?
0: It is early. It okay. is early. It's on part one. Like, what, side cause
1: one. like he has a wife at one point.
0: Yeah. Is yeah, it that? <laughs> it must be. I don't know. Okay. What about goodbye blue sky?
1: That's the wall.
0: It is the wall. Goodbye. What about sea and sand? Uh,
1: it's either quadraphenia or a trick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess quadraphenia. You're right. It's the quadraphenia because like, of the. So obvious.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, they, love the, they, love the, uh, they love the ocean. Yeah.
1: They love beach fights. Because they
0: love, they love beach fights.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> okay. What about two step?
1: Is this like a hip-hop song from the 2000s?
0: <laughs> nope, that's going to be another one from Crash by the Dave Matthews <laughs> oh band, <my> Mike. <laughs> duh.
1: Of course. And of before course. you ask,
0: Mike, yes, it is six minutes long.
1: <laughs> okay? Oh, man. My, my like, literal zero knowledge of Dave Matthews is really showing. Good. I'm glad. That makes me happy. All right. What about the... We already talked about that
0: one. So that's too easy. too easy. Too easy, too easy, too easy, too easy, too easy. What about Bellboy?
1: <laughs> quadrophenia.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, The Punk and The Godfather.
1: Also Quadrophenia.
0: Yep, that's correct. The show must go on. ooh
1: that is uh, Pink Floyd. That's the wall. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's Queen. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay. And the and the wall. <laughs> what about another brick in the wall part one? Hmm. Hmm. Which one's that? I think that might be the wall. Yeah, that's correct. Another brick in the wall part two.
1: That is the wall. That's another the cool one. And the other one was the daddy. Won't you leave behind for me?
0: For me. Another brick in the wall, part three.
1: That's the wall.
0: Yep, you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Tripping Billies.
1: Shit that. I mean, it has to be Quadrophenia, unless it's another trick. But I think it's Quadrophenia.
0: That's also from Crash by Dave Matthews <laughs> God Band. It, God damn it! <laughs>
1: That sounds British.
0: It's trippin' billies, isn't it? Yeah,
1: that sounds like the type of thing that you'd say after you left a beach fight and you got on a train <laughs> to Brighton. <laughs> oh, I'm straight tripping billies, <laughs> aren't I? All right,
0: let's do a couple more. Goodbye, cruel world.
1: That is the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. Young lust.
1: Um, is that <laughs> Crash? No, that's the wall. Oh shit. Oh, okay.
0: Gotcha. Um <laughs> crash into me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's from Dave Matthews Band's Crash. Yeah, you're right. Oh man, you guys, oh. we've been recording <laughs> for 3 hours. <laughs> We are silly.
0: We are silly now. We still have a half hour to go. Yeah. All right. Too much. Crash. You're right. It is crash. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Oh man. Um. Drowned.
1: Oh, is that quadrophenia?
0: That is quadrophenia. Yeah. Helpless dancer.
1: Is that crash?
0: <laughs> nope. That's quadrophenia. Oh darn it. <laughs> yeah. Got you again. Because
1: doesn't Dave Matthews have like a dancer logo?
0: Yes, he does have a dancer logo.
1: But that's not helpless.
0: But it's not like based on it. I don't think it's actually. Let me look it up. I don't think they have a song about that little dancer. Uh, Oh, it's called Dancing Nancys. It's their song with a dancer in it. That's right. Ah, okay. I should have known that. I could have pulled that back in high school. I went to see Dave Matthews' band three times live in high school sophomore junior senior year in the summer at dallas in dallas is one of dallas's stadiums
1: that was a big event for a lot of people i was friends with and like they would talk about i feel like we've talked about this here on the show before they would just be like you going to see dave this week going to
0: see dave yeah we would talk about like that hugged
1: the hell out of me even when i was 15
0: yeah it was a weird like thing of being so intimate about it. It's like, yeah, going to see Dave? Yeah. We'll going to go see Dave.
1: Oh, yeah. See, you're going to go see Dave at the giant amphitheater in town that seats 100,000 people in the yeah. lawn?
0: Yeah, we're all going to go see Dave.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's do a couple more. Um,
1: stop! Oh, um, that, that is, like, the moment in company when he's like, Stop! Stop! But it's in the wall. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. It's in the wall. Wait, um, waiting Say goodbye
1: That fucking Dave Matthews It's Dave Matthews (laughs) I was like well The wall has goodbye cruel world It'd be weird if they had another goodbye And then I was like wait they (laughs) do Goodbye blue sky
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the No we already had that one Um, Is there anybody out there Is
1: there anybody Out there That's the wall
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Is it in my head?
1: Um, is that the wall? It's
0: quadrophenia. Mm-hmm.
1: proudest monkey it's it's just like fucking interchangeable shit (laughs) i know that's why
0: i did this game because i was like in my mind they became the same thing and i was like i don't know which one's which anymore
1: whereas if any of these titles were from american idiot or even well it's funny i was gonna say even black parade but there is a song on black parade called mama and there's a song on the wall called mother but um like the the titles of the songs on American Idiot, by and large, are like the most common words you hear as the tagline of the chorus. <laughs> right. Like
0: they could be on they could be on simple Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you heard about that?
1: Oh no, no.
0: Let me look it up. Make sure I'm telling you the right thing. But there's this, there's this thing on that you can get on Wikipedia where it's called Simple English Wikipedia, and. The idea of it is they use like uh, you use basic English words in shorter sentences and For basic like English... younger
1: readers or language learners kind of thing? No,
0: so it's the 850... It's 850 basic English words. Uh. So there's only eight... So these articles only use 850 words. Okay. So like, let's see. Let me find it.
1: Uh... Is Quadrophenia one of them?
0: <laughs> oh my god! Wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs>
1: they only had eight hundred and fifty to choose from, and they're like, "Well, how are we going to talk about the discography of the Who?" Well, wait, we gotta, we gotta get discography, and we Let gotta get Quadrophenia. We <laughs> <laughs> get
0: Quadrophenia, man. Oh, honestly, these are these aren't too bad. The Who are an English rock band formed in nineteen sixty-four. The main lineup from 1964 to 1978 was guitarist Pete Townsend, vocalist Roger. These these seem like not that bad. They became known for their high-energy live shows. Something about uh, vocalist feels yeah. too uncommon to be in the top 850 words. I know. I'm like, maybe I'm not on the right page. Many people think that the Who are the greatest live band of all time. They're just like simpler yeah, yeah. versions of like the main articles. But it's supposed to be like only, a, it's only supposed to be simple English, which the idea of simple English is very interesting to me because it's like, like I said, it should be 850 words.
1: Yeah. And Let's you see. mean like condensing the English language, not simple English, like Trip and Billy's at a beach fight.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. The art, the language uses plain English, which is a commercial. Wait, what? no that's not right things like lavatory
1: and wings and pressurizing the cabin that kind of plain English
0: yeah exactly um, so some articles are only written in basic English which is 850 basic English words so not all of them so that Hugh article probably wasn't written in basic English but they're all supposed to be in plain English whatever that means basic English alphabetical word list let's read them all there's only 850 <laughs> Hey, Abel, About, Account, Acid. Ooh, Acid's in there. Wow.
1: This really is... This would be a great game of is it on the plain or basic English list or not? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name a word, I'll tell
1: ya. Like, you find, like, the most specific crazy words to be included, and I have to... Like those would be good red herrings, and then also ones that you would think are kind of simple but don't appear.
0: Is umbrella
1: in there? Like that's a perfect example. I would think it's not.
0: But it is. Yeah, that's wow. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Why is umbrella in there? How I would love to know the like pie chart that shakes out just by alphabetized. Like how many Mm -hmm. Z words are there compared to? L words.
0: I can tell you right now, there's no Z words.
1: Wow, that's mm-hmm. zany. Isn't that Z? <laughs> <Wow>. zounds? <laughs> I was just gonna say zounds, and then I was like, wait, but isn't it Zoons?" Because <laughs> God's, wo- God's wounds. God's
0: wounds. <laughs> yeah, God's wounds. So
1: shouldn't it be z- wounds?
0: <laughs> Should be z- wounds, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, back this to the is
1: our mental state right now, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're on basic English Wikipedia. We we listened to two rock operas in a row about like a sad guy, and we <laughs> talked <laughs> about both of them in the same night.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so we have to talk about basic English Wikipedia now. Yeah,
1: and is it pronounced sounds, zunes, or zwoons
0: <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, I think there was a comic about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I found out about it through XKCD.
1: <laughs> what is happening?
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So like there was a con- there was a comic.
1: Jos- Josiah just like went away and read a book. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. I just read a book real fast. There was a co- Did you ever Did you ever read XKCD? It was a web comic.
1: Uh-huh. I am aware of it.
0: It's like the it's like it's like math and physics and stick figures. Yeah, yeah. But the like there's like an a- example of like simple wikipedia and it was like I can't I spent all night reading simple.wikipedia.org. Now I can't stop talking like this. And the example is do you have any thoughts regarding the particle accelerator's tertiary FEL guidance system? And the answer person says, "We can't put the broken part in the machine. It wouldn't smash the right tiny things together. Then the machine might break. That would be very bad." So it's just like very yeah. simple, you know, like basic stuff yeah. of like instead of And I'm like everyone should talk like this all the time.
1: Totally. I was just telling a story about how I don't even remember my contribution to this. I just remember this other guy in my class but in Spanish 2 sophomore Mm -hmm. year spanish in high school um we were learning past tense verbs and uh differentiating between the different types of past tense was like a part of the assignment you know right And so we were we were told we had to like write and and say read a story specifically about a date like i went on a date and we did these things we did that we ate this we you know it's all past tense right and i don't remember the spanish precisely but i do remember the english translation of this one guy's thing he just did like exactly the amount of words he had to do to fulfill the assignment and not one more and it was like i went on a date we ate french fries and drank water (laughs) 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 oh yeah like we we went to the cinema we ate french fries and drank water (laughs) Uh, it's so I love, funny. I love, like, okay, so I, I, there's like
0: little idiosyncrasies that like in- English as a second language speakers have uh-huh. where like they'll use, um,
1: <laughs> Lior, how are you enjoying the quadraphenia episode?
0: <laughs> Enjoy, Lior. <laughs> but like, it's like whenever they use, uh, idioms, like frequently, uh huh. Like, w- like I have a friend who's, who's from Mexico and he is, speaks really good English, but with a pretty strong accent too. And uh-huh. like, he says, for example, all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no one says, for example. Right, right. But, like, he does all the time. And I'm like, That's what me- that would be me in Spanish. Be like, por ejemplo, por ejemplo, right, por ejemplo. Right. Like, I would probably say something like that all the time. And Spanish speakers would be like, no one says that. Yeah, right, right. You know, I love those idiosyncrasies with, like, ASL speakers. I think it's so fun. Yeah, right. Um, okay, <clears throat> one more. Here we go. Let's get back to the game. Because we're still playing the game.
1: <laughs> Proudest monkey. I mean, it's gotta be Dave Matthews Band.
0: It's Dave Matthews Band, <laughs> and it's 9 minutes and 11 seconds long. Oh my
1: god, how, how, how?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I cut my teeth on Dave listening to his live albums where every song is like 9 minutes long.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, they're incredible.
1: I like a little off-the-beaten-path uh, off the, off the beaten path exploration in a live song, but like if the song on the album is 3 minutes, you got 6 minutes. Tops. Before it's indulgent, right? Oh, and it's it's
0: always indulgent
1: with Dave. Anyways, that's the end of Quadrophenia on the wall. <laughs> Were all Dave of the Dave Matthews songs from the same record? Yes, that's so funny.
0: All from Crash. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are these are vague enough where they could fit in. Yeah, right. Uh, but like some of them are so like Dave Matthews Band loves talking about monkeys for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Um, so annoying to okay. me. <laughs> and i don't even know the music i imagine there are songs of his that i would probably like but the idea that that is a true sentence you just said
0: (laughs) they love talking about monkeys
1: um
0: let's see should we lean towards giving this a rating? and let's do some star wars comparisons
1: yeah yeah um Uh, in rogue one there is a fight on the beach (laughs) that's true beach fight it's the sort of tropical beach that we picture when we hear beach, but um and of course there's the Book of Boba Fett mod crossover. Right. I think those both
0: get it bigger points. Man, yeah. I should have given the wall less points.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um In retrospect. I think it's the, not
0: it's not really a hero's journey.
1: No, but it does have a little of the in fact, funny enough, tune into our Patreon this week to hear us talk about um like what it's like to you know the expression like you can't go home again like it's, right it does have that kind of hero's journey in that like the world changed around him he's not like he doesn't have a ton of agency he's just like sad in one place and then goes to another place and is sad there yeah totally um, which is kind of anakin
0: very anakin yeah
1: but uh yeah you know this is kind of the prequels yeah totally and you it can count that rogue way. one as a prequel technically And there's a beach fight in that, and then in the rest of it, there's a sad guy who just gets pushed around by the story. Yeah, Um, I can see that. And there are, like, leitmotifs far more than, say, The Wall, where, like... Like, The Wall had a couple of, like, musical figures that would return, but this one, like, he sings Love Rain or Me a number of times, and then that is, like, the conclusion song.
0: Right. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah.
1: There's also, like, beeps and boops
0: there are it's like it's very um like what's the word
1: like yeah. synthesizer kind of thing
0: totally very synthesizer-y.
1: so More like so. that feels droidish
0: <laughs> yeah that's droidish for sure
1: um
0: yeah what is this a droid or a synthesizer arp 2500
1: uh probably a synthesizer
0: that's a synthesizer you're right Is this a droid or a synthesizer r2d2 <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, speaking of, uh, this is, like, such a, like, long-winded thing, so I'll just cut to the chase. I have used the Phoebe Waller-Bridge L337 droid from Solo as an actual useful conversation at work.
0: Oh really? Wow. <laughs> and
1: and I've like described like the lore of her is that she like put herself together like she at one point was like an astromech or something and that's why her head kind of looks BB-8ish or R2ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was describing it to the people I was talking to, because again I was making like a point for a thing we were working on, I w- I like heard myself get bored of myself.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like
1: I was like. I don't even want to hear this anymore, and I'm the this one saying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't even know why I said that. Oh, um, because ARP126 or whatever you said, like, L337 is the most annoying droid name.
0: Yeah. Because it's, like, leet. leet. Yeah, elite, Leet speak. All right. It's not very Star Wars. There you go, folks.
1: Oh, you Uh-oh. watched Andor, right?
0: Yeah, I watched Andor.
1: So there's that guy we see a number of times on... I can't remember the name of the planet, but the planet where they made the big practical set that was like over an acre, like the kind of home base planet. Um, Mm. You see this guy a number of times. Um, I don't know that we ever hear him speak. He's just kind of part of the environment. But every day... He makes his presence known because he's the Bell Boy <laughs> Bell Boy Dung Dung Um Did we ever learn what a dust man is?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a garbage man. Oh, okay. I look I looked it up. It, 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 there's a little link for dust man. It's just a garbage person. Yeah.
1: Um Like
0: not like a bad person, but a garbage disposal person.
1: Hey, here's Star Wars points okay this we, we already talked about it this album has a character in it that has like heard the other albums by the band
0: <gasps> yeah like that is
1: contemporary star wars
0: that's so everyone true. in
1: star wars now has like seen star As wars f- whether you're right, talking about like the actual actors or just like the way the stories are written
0: right they're a fan of the thing they're in
1: people will be like I'm from nowhere and I have heard of Lando. It's like why why have you?
0: <laughs> right, why? This how big is this universe? This Very album small, has apparently. a
1: character who likes the who.
0: <laughs> right, and the who made the the album.
1: Yeah. In fact, you even that's hear so- songs of theirs from olden days. You hear a little bit of uh the kids are all right at one point. And mm, that's right. kind of like when when Star Wars will do this thing, specifically like Star Wars trailers, they'll use yeah. like Yoda's theme yes for like the rise of Skywalker trailer or whatever or like they'll use Leia's theme for that because it's like for those who remember they'll be like oh right Carrie Fisher died that's sad and for those who don't they'll at least remember like oh this is from Star Wars and it's like right <laughs> the yeah. only way that it makes sense for you to use Yoda's theme without Yoda being in context is if the person is it's following is a fan of yoda like how this guy is a fan of the who
0: (laughs) it's so true and that is what star wars is doing
1: Yeah. well let's give it
0: a rating then it's about that time yeah um i'm gonna give it beach fights (laughs)
1: uh okay and i'm gonna uh do um (laughs)
0: Bellboy, <laughs> bellboys. I'm gonna say this one is a three, and I'm retroactively saying the wall is a two.
1: And I said the wall was a two. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm gonna say this is a three as well. <laughs> yeah. It feels I was gonna right. try to give him more points, but like it doesn't make sense. It's a record. No, it
0: it's a record. A record, record, record. And
1: I do think I like it.
0: I like it too. I'll listen to it more.
1: My favorite parts are the songs that are on the This Is The Who playlist or the Greatest right. Hits playlist, you know? Like, right, totally. I don't know that I'm going to, like, wake up one morning and go, like, God, I really need to listen to Bellboy today.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> i got to get listen to Bellboy again.
1: There, there are a lot of albums that, like, I am like, I want to listen to that album. Right. And, like, there are songs that they don't make sense to, like, throw on a playlist. Like, those weird... Like, just, like, vibey songs in the middle of mm-hmm. transatlanticism between the radio mm-hmm. hits. like Right. And this has a lot of that. But totally. I just don't know how much it's going to, like, draw me. But it is yeah. drawing me back to The Who. I think I might start listening to, yeah. like, The Who more. <laughs>
0: I'm excited to listen to Tommy and yeah. or watch Tommy because I do think I enjoyed The Who more than I enjoyed Pink Floyd. But I also want to listen to Dark Side of the Moon. So yeah. now it's, like... This is taking me back to obviously, I, 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 my classic rock is like sorely lacking.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so this, I'll, this will be interesting. This will be an interesting excursion.
1: I heard a Beatles song today that I have never heard before. Whoa! I was blown good, away. Good you. <laughs> what was it? Let it be. It was from like one of the anthology records where they just have like anything they ever recorded. Sure. Um, I think it's called Real Love. Maybe? Mm. I can't remember. I don't it know was it. on a I I'm I in Music League at my office. Have we talked about this? Right, before? you told me about that, yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. it started back up recently and someone put that song on a playlist today and I was like, That's so What fun. the fuck? This is the Beatles?
0: have I've heard of them. Yeah. All right, let's anyway. wrap up. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Oh, also TikTok. And um, because wait, because that's what this is a good podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> the end. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> uh, we're TikTok. Yeah.
1: And we also Patreon. have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash How Star Wars Is It. And for $5 a month, you get a weekly bonus episode. You also get um, commentary tracks for all the Star Wars movies and other movies like The Matrix and I think Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Um, yes, and uh, there's some video on there. There's the best thing about fall in the form of a March Madness style bracket. There's the March Madness bracket where we come up with what is the best March song. Um, man, we are a good podcast at gmail.com. We are a good podcast at gmail. Um, and that's only five dollars. And if you're hearing this shortly after it's released here in June, Sickle, July, we, we go. have a stretch goal for the month of July. If we get five new patrons at the $5 tier or higher, that's it. Five. We will go together to see the Empire Strips Back burlesque show that is here in Chicago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we will record an episode about it. And honestly, I
1: I think that only goes through July now that I say this. Hang on. I think I have it up because I was just looking at it before we got on oh no that's not true it, it goes into the first couple weeks of August so like the sooner yeah. you guys make this happen the sooner the we'll see that we have new patrons and we can pull the trigger on tickets <laughs> we got and we'll see if it happens yeah. we just need five
0: more that's all we need <laughs> All right, and and Anarchy comes back in August yeah Anarchy comes back in August so keep your eyes on the, out there and go follow them on Instagram Anarchy Music Improv yeah. and you'll see all the posts about when we're on shows and stuff
1: if you're in ohio right. northern university or nashville we're coming to you at some point we are
0: baby get ready oslo maybe coming up <laughs> yeah. if we can get enough people to go all right so let's wrap up or let's finish off the show so you, uh nope i did it again sandwiches of star wars it's about time for to be bye-byes like we always say we, we love, love you. you and may, and the, may fourth the fourth be with you, be with you. bye-bye
1: Bye.